0: When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy, the judges are drunk, Wasted. the verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Hello, welcome back to True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Rachel. I'm Topher, and this is another Sidebar episode.
1: Yes. So how this works is that you send us a question, and we, meaning Topher, will answer it.
0: That's right. So uh, you are the question master. Who are we? Ooh, okay. Who are we hearing from today? So today
1: we have a question from Jerry. Okay. He says, "What is the deal with corks?
0: What is the deal with corks?" Yes. Um, So like
1: corks, screw tops, glass tops, what's the difference? Does it make a difference? So on and so on. That's a
0: really good question. I think a lot of people have concerns and doubts about that. And a lot of that that I've seen personally working in the industry Mm -hmm. is how does the closure on the bottle, like, does that give you any indication as to the worth of the bottle or the quality of the wine? So let's just briefly dig into this. Okay. Um, Let's start with corks because that's the most traditional common thing that you're going to see. Corks actually came around in the 17th century when they began standardizing the size of bottles. So, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Think about it as, you know, before that, they were sealing things with wax and you had to create different sized corks and stoppers and things like that. It was a lot easier once they began saying, no, this is just going to be the standard. Now we can kind of, not so much mass produce because they didn't do a Mm -hmm. lot of that, obviously in the 1600s, but you get the drift. The pros of using corks Mm -hmm. today first of all it's extremely eco-friendly okay do you know what corks are by the way do you know what they're made of cork but do you know what that is a plant it is so it's a type of wood it comes from the cork oak tree Oh, okay. Yeah. So most of the corks in the world come from Portugal's cork forest. So it's just a massive tract of land that has these cork trees growing. That's a type of oak. These trees live to be over 200 years old. And the cork can be harvested up to 15 times during that lifespan.
1: Oh, So you're not having
0: to cut the trees down in order to make cork. What you're doing is you're waiting for it to get to a certain age and thickness Mm -hmm. and then you're shaving a layer like a ring off from the outside of the tree. Oh, okay. So think about how you can basically start at the base doing that and go all the way up as long as you're staying within that thickness that doesn't harm the tree. Mm -hmm. So you can get a lot of corks from one That's really cool. I have no idea. And that's something that you can constantly be redoing to this tree as it grows back that outer shell, which makes it a very renewable source of wine closure. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's really great about corks is that they actually allow for minute amounts of air to go into the bottle, okay. which helps with the aging process for certain mm. wines that are better when they age. So think about it in terms of almost like decanting. I know that we've talked, mm-hmm. I think it was on our yes, first Sidebar episode mm-hmm. about that. And how the interaction with the oxygen is opening the wine up and giving you more of that complexity of flavor. Mm -hmm. So when you are aging a wine, you're wanting to do that same sort of thing. And it's just happening on a much slower, longer time period. Mm -hmm. Think of it almost as like the slow simmer crock pot version of decanting versus microwaving it, you know?
1: Nice. Okay.
0: So cons would be that corks are expensive. It's a labor-intensive process. Obviously, you're importing them from a specific area, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Another con is that there's a chance of, it's called cork taint, More familiarly, I know. Okay. I know. More familiarly, uh, you probably have heard it referred to as a wine that is corked or corking a wine. Okay. And that's a a fault in the wine. But basically what's happening is that as the air is going in and interacting with the moisture, if the seal is not correct, then it can start to grow this mold or mildew in the cork. It's not like poisonous. It doesn't make it so that you can't drink the wine. (laughs) But... Or... Or, or murder. Or murder. Okay. No, you'll be fine, but it smells like because it's it's in the cork itself, so it permeates into the bottle and oh, just sits such there. Gross. So yeah. it's yeah, people compare the smell to rotten, decomposing wet cardboard in a basement. Ew. Yeah, so not pleasant, not pleasant Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and
1: I've... I've, Avoid that
0: wine. So you know how, like, a lot of times people in the restaurants, they'll expect you when you open the wine to put the cork in front of them and they'll smell it? Mm -hmm. That's completely outdated. You don't have to do that anymore. It's just kind of a tradition because literally as soon as you open a wine that's been corked you're going to know. The okay. person at the end of the table is going to know. Strong. It's okay. very strong. Yeah. So about 5 to 15% of wine is corked per year, which is especially hard on small wineries that mm-hmm. produce 10,000 cases or less per year. So think about not only is it an expensive closure for small wineries, but also think about losing 5 to 15% of your stock that you produce every year.
1: That's a lot. It
0: is a lot. So we're going to talk about The alternative in just a second. But the other thing is that corks do become fragile over time, which can lead to crumbling during the removal. And I've seen that a lot in wines that are like, I would say that eight to 10 year age and beyond. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's perfectly natural. Don't think that if you're aging a nice Bordeaux and at that 14 year mark, you go to drink it and the cork disintegrates. That's not a fault in the cork. The wine is still Great, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to. It's just a piece of organic material that's been sitting there, you know? Okay. What I do is whenever I'm opening an older bottle like that, I just plan on the fact that it's probably gonna crumble. And I decant it with a fine mesh strainer over the top. Okay. And you can it's also a simple use... simple solution. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also use a coffee filter if that's just what you have handy. Just remember to pour very, very slowly because otherwise it'll Bloop. overflow. Yeah, yeah, it takes a second to like drain through. But that's a completely normal thing. Don't let it ruin your experience. Okay. The other thing to note about this is that when you are interacting with a bottle that uses a cork and you're storing it, don't store it upright if you're planning on keeping it for any longer length of time. I would say I've more than a year. I've heard that before. So the reason for that is that dry corks, it's made of wood. Think of it like your hardwood floors or something like that, where based on the conditions and the humidity and the temperature, they can swell and shrink as well. Right. Right. So if you store it upright, it's not getting any contact with the moisture in the bottle and it'll shrink and just allow air to come in and oxidize rapidly, which will ruin your wine versus if you store it on its side, it is still interacting with that moisture, which causes it to swell at the bottom Mm -hmm. and it keeps that seal going for you. So just a little note there. The other type of wine closure that Mm -hmm. is very, very popular right now are screw caps. Mm -hmm. Or in Australia and New Zealand, they're called screwies, which I think is adorable. Oh, that's cute. I know. And it's kind of naughty because imagine somebody coming over and be like, fancy a screwy.
1: like, yes.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) So it's fast becoming the go-to choice for high quality wines all over the world. It does not mean cheap. And I know that a lot of people have that association that they think-
1: Price is quality.
0: Right. It's not about that. Like I I mentioned earlier, you've got these really small mom and pop kind of wineries that Mm -hmm. have a small yield. They can't afford to spend all of this money on these corks that are possibly going to lower their already small inventory. So what they're doing is they're- basically passing the savings on to you and you're able to enjoy really you sound buying,
1: like an i know right, right?
0: passing <laughs> the savings on to call now but no that's really what's happening because they're then able to sell their very high quality wine at a cheaper and more accessible price for you gotcha okay it's not about the fancy marketing and the things mm-hmm. like that you know so, pros of the – it's also called a stelven closure, by the way. Stealthing. Stelvin. S-T-E-L-V-I-N. Yeah. Stelvin okay. closure. Made by Bob Stelvin? I don't know who that is, but maybe.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> the pros. <laughs> okay.
0: No corked wine, because – there's no cork. Sure. It just keeps a strong seal. You don't
1: need a corkscrew.
0: Yeah. It's easy to open and then immediately True. reclose. So yeah. it's really great for picnics and things Travel like that. Yeah, to the
1: airport. Yes. Going through. <laughs> <laughs> Go through security. I mean, I'm not going to
0: judge that at all. <laughs> we um, all do what
1: we have to do to get
0: through traveling. <laughs> right. Uh, and then as I mentioned before, it's also less expensive. Sure. So it's a really great alternative. The cons, though, are one, it's less likely to be recycled which is not a concern for everybody, but it is a concern for me. And it's something that I try and think about.
1: Because you care more than everybody else about the earth is what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I do care the most. You do. You are the I'm the most eco-friendly. You are. Yeah. I did it first. (laughs) You did. The other con is that it doesn't allow for oxygen circulation. So Mm. it's not good for aging. And that's just a minor thing because... You're not going to be getting a Bordeaux that's meant to be drunk at 14 years that has a stealth enclosure right. on it. Okay. The people who are making the wine know, and that's a really good point too, because not all wine is meant to be aged. So if you get one with a stealth enclosure, know that you can drink that within the first four to five years, and that's what it's intended to be. Okay. Then the other one, and this is one that's really becoming increasingly more popular lately, and I know we've actually encountered it they with have. an episode before. We have. And it is the little glass stopper that mm-hmm. has that silicone rubbery O-ring that creates yeah. mm-hmm. the seal. And that's called a vino seal glass stopper. Okay. It's made by a company called Alcoa. So those mm. started being used in Europe in 2003 mm-hmm. and in the U.S. in 2006. But I honestly hadn't really seen them until like 2015, 2016 in the markets here. In Willamette Valley, they use them in a lot of different wineries One of the great things about it in terms of pros is the aesthetics. Obviously, it's very graceful and elegant looking. You're not going to experience any kind of cork taint or corkage on it. So Mm -hmm. that's great. It's instantly reusable, especially if it's from the same winery. You can switch out the tops. You can't always do that for different wineries. Sometimes they'll have a slightly different size of the O-ring that's Mm -hmm. on it. I tried that yesterday to experiment with it. It did not work. Hmm. It's also airtight, which is great for preserving your wine if you're having a big dinner party and you still have half a bottle left over from one of Mm -hmm. the the wines and it's also recyclable which is really great and it's recyclable both in the sense of yes you can take it to your local recycling center that accepts glass but Mm -hmm. also there are a lot of places in Oregon, as I was talking about, that use those and they'll have little centers set up where you can just go and drop your glass bottle tops off there Mm -hmm. and they'll collect them like once a month or whatever and put them through like a really serious wash and then redistribute them to the different wineries. So yeah, it's really, it's really great. And then also I I forgot to mention this earlier. One of the cool things about corks and recycling is you don't necessarily have to recycle them because they are organic matter when Mm -hmm. they're a genuine cork. However, you can recycle them. And one of the cool things that they're starting to do in France in this smaller sub region is they've set up this factory kind of on the edge of the region. And they encourage the locals to come and drop their real Mm corks off there. And they're recycling those to make the paper labels for the bottles for people to use. yeah. yeah, So that's really cool that you're already having such a sustainable source as your closure, your stoppage. And then that gets another life as the label on the bottle. So really the only one that is not a good alternative is the synthetic rubber corks. And that is on a number of levels problematic. One is that it's not good for the environment at all. Mm -hmm. You can't recycle them. They're made of mostly plastic and Mm -hmm. some kind of synthetic rubber. And then also they're the hardest to open because they they grip the inside of the bottle. I've cannot tell you how many times like I've almost like hacked my finger off trying to finagle the wine opener. It's just awful. Yeah. But then the other thing is that out of all of the closure opportunities here, that really is the only one that is a pretty solid indicator that you're drinking an extremely cheap and low quality wine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just because it's a mass produced they're just trying to
1: get it out. They don't care. Exactly. Gotcha.
0: So I hope that that answered your question about the different wine closures. And
1: let us know, Jerry, if you want more info on that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And any other questions that you have as well.
1: Yeah. Send them to us at True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Yep.
0: And we look forward to hearing from you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.